Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month on Womanica, we're highlighting women who led extraordinary lives of resistance. Whether fighting tyranny, oppression, sexism, racism, or reproductive control, these women created paths for change. Today, we're talking about the founder of the Catholic Worker Movement. A political and religious radical, she rejected institutional authority. Meet Dorothy Day. Dorothy Day was born in Brooklyn, New York, on November 8, 1897. In 1904, her father, John, took a job at a newspaper in California, and the family moved to Oakland. But when the 1906 San Francisco earthquake hit, John's source of income also crumbled. So the Day family decided to start over in Chicago. The earthquake had left them with nothing. They moved into a tenement apartment above a bar on Chicago's south side. Dorothy was just eight years old, and she was embarrassed by her family's living situation. She would sometimes tell the bus driver to drop her off at another, nicer building. These feelings of shame would drive Dorothy's work for the rest of her life. In Chicago, Dorothy discovered something else, too, religion. Though her parents rarely went to church, Dorothy was drawn to the stories of the Bible. By the time she was 12, she'd been baptized in the Episcopal Church. And in high school, she practiced Greek by translating the New Testament. Dorothy grew into an exceptional writer and earned a college scholarship to the University of Illinois. There, she wrote for both the local and school newspapers and joined a literary club. She also grew politically. She got involved with a socialist group and rejected the religion that had given her so much comfort as a child. She wanted saints who looked beyond the social order, who cared for the poor, but also questioned why there were so many in need in the first place. Despite her intellectual curiosity, Dorothy struggled academically. By the age of 19, she dropped out of school and moved to New York. Now back in the city of her birth, Dorothy needed a job. So she started writing for The Call, a socialist newspaper. Her first headline read, Girl reporter with three cents in her purse braves night court lawyers. Dorothy, it turns out, was fearless. She was arrested at a women's suffrage protest at the White House. She was beaten by police at an anti-war rally. By day, she was a radical left-wing journalist. By night, she was a bar-hopping bohemian, debating in dark corners with her Marxist friends. At one point, she had an abortion, and for a while afterwards, she thought she couldn't have children. But when she was 29 years old, Dorothy gave birth to her only child, a daughter named Tamar. Dorothy thought it was a miracle, so much so that she spontaneously asked a nun on the street to baptize the baby. The nun agreed to do the baptism, if Dorothy converted to Catholicism. Dorothy spent months studying the catechism. And when she was 30 years old, she officially became a Catholic. Dorothy kept writing, and in 1932, she traveled to Washington, D.C. to cover the Communist Party's hunger march. 
While she was there, she went to the Basilica of the National Shrine at Catholic University and prayed for a way to support the poor and hungry. When she got back to New York, a man was waiting for her in her apartment. His name was Peter Moran, and he was an activist and a Catholic radical. Peter had heard about Dorothy from other leftists, and he had a pitch for her, a newspaper for those most in need. This was exactly what Dorothy had prayed for. The two joined forces, and the first issue of The Catholic Worker was published on May 1, 1933. It sold for a penny. Today, you can buy it for the same price. The Catholic Worker became a monthly newspaper distributed around the country. Its readers called themselves Catholic Workers and became a movement. In 1934, Dorothy and Peter rented a four-story, 11-bedroom building. It was the height of the Great Depression. New York, like most American cities, was filled with people who'd lost their homes. So Dorothy and Peter began housing folks with nowhere else to go. These hospitality houses began cropping up across the country. They accepted everyone, including people struggling with mental health and substance abuse. Although Dorothy remained a devout Catholic until her death, she was often at odds with church authorities. She fought for radical equity. Her activism was anti-racist, anti-war, and often anti-government. She hated the system so much that she didn't even vote. And she had no tolerance for religious officials who, she thought, failed to center God's true teachings. Dorothy died on November 29, 1980, in New York City. There's currently a long-running campaign to officially make her a Catholic saint. But Dorothy often said, Don't call me a saint. I don't want to be dismissed that easily. All month, we're highlighting resistors. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.